On today's show, we discuss week one of the 2022 NFL season and then question if there is still a reason to preseason. It's time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda. I'm your host, Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. Coming up in the show, we discuss, is there still a reason to preseason? And of course, we cover NFL Week 1 fun, the teams that rise and those that surprise. But first, we'd like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda. By doing so, you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast. Give us a five-star rating. You can also follow us wherever you consume your podcast material and also on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. And uh, share the show with the uh, friends you know, because that always helps out too. Uh, Sideline the Agenda, so happy for you guys to be here uh, uh, and joining us today. Gentlemen, week one, NFL, a lot happened, a lot of surprises. Prisoners of the moment, we want to tell you, assure you that this is no time to panic even though there was a lot of uh, things that happened that may inspire panic, wouldn't you say? Uh, of course, we started off the season on Thursday with the uh, Buffalo Bills traveling to Los Angeles, taking on the Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams. That didn't go so well. <laughs> not very good at all. No. Uh, 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 not a, not <laughs> a very a good. Fan. Yeah, exactly. Bills, you love it. Not a very good uh, showing for the Super Bowl uh, uh, teams, period. Because also Cincinnati uh, lost yesterday in a overtime loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pretty surprising, considering that uh, Steelers don't have Ben Roethlisberger anymore. Right. They are uh, now led with by the efforts of Mitch Trubinsky, who actually I thought had a pretty fairly good outing, all things considered. Um, so that was uh, that was pretty su surprising. But let's go back to that uh, season opening game between the Buffalo Bills quickly um, and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, what was what was the takeaway from that game? I would say definitely the Buffalo Bills defense. One of the things, uh, the, the, the stats that stuck out to me big time was the fact that Matt Stafford was sacked seven times and the Buffalo Bills defense never even blitzed once. Yeah. Bit of a problem there. Huge problem. I mean, that was one of the concerns for Rams fans that have been following all the offseason movement was the huge question mark was going to be that offensive line. And uh, unfortunately, it looking like it's potentially going to be a pretty bad problem for them if uh, they have this to continue. So a lot of sacks now. Von Miller did switch sides, so they did get a little more pass rush on the Buffalo side. But the offense for the Rams just looked terrible they looked out of sync they didn't look ready to go the defense looked okay they kept them in it you know it was only 10 10 at half so right. you look at the final you forget that it was actually still tight but most of that was just buffalo keeping them in the game with a lot of turnovers because they had i think it was four turnovers themselves so turnover heavy that's also kind of a theme for the first week there's a lot of big turnover games um, I think it's not something the rams can fix but definitely concerning their offensive line if that's going to be weakness uh, are you going to be able to keep Stafford healthy all year if he's getting hit that much? You know that without Stafford, they're obviously not a Super Bowl team. That's true, and and you know the the offense, the Bills' offense, obviously you know put on a big of a show, a bit of a show as well. Josh Allen um, was was uh, surprising. He had it was kind of like the tale of the two halves, right? Like there was a lot of big mental mistakes even on Buffalo's side. 
a lot of turnovers. Um, but uh, nonetheless, Stefan Diggs, you know, kind of schooled Jalen Ramsey, yeah. put on a clinic. Uh, uh, one of the things that stuck out too is that, you know, he seems to be struggling. You know, yeah. we can just pretty much say he is struggling because uh, uh, he, he's allowed a deep touchdown in the last four of his last six games. And previous to that, he's not allowed one in 65 games. So something's not working there. Something's going on there, whether it's scheme or whether it's just he's lost a step or, or who knows what, what's going on. He's getting too uh, – trying to jump too many routes. I, I don't know. But that is strange that you can go – was it 65 games? That's, that's 65 several games, seasons, yeah. including exactly. playoff games, where you're not allowing any deep. And then four out of the last six, luckily – you know, it didn't burn them to where they were still able to win the championship, but right. uh, not a good sign that game one you're giving up deep touchdowns. I think one of the problems, too, that the Rams, I mean, their star players were just throwing up bricks. You know, yeah. Akers had, what, one carry? I think and he might have. He wasn't th- even starting, yeah. Yeah, he might have had three, but I don't – I, I, I got to look that up. I, yeah. I don't think that he, he had any Akers was game. a no-show. Aaron Donald, another no-show. Yeah. He had to sack early, and then since then he didn't really show at all. Allen uh, uh, Robinson. Yeah, I was very disappointed. Right. In that. Another no show. Ramsey got burned. They got a lot uh, to figure out. Other than Cup, yeah, there was uh, a lot of yeah. Cup, Cup did have that amazing catch uh, in the back of the end zone where he stuck yeah. those two two feet in, which was pretty incredible. Yeah. But he uh, looked he looked great. He looked ready to go. Everyone else. Yeah, not so much. So, but Buffalo d- being the preseason favorite, all the hype, I guess you could say they did live up to the hype. That was the narrative yeah. going in, that they mm-hmm. are the team to beat this year. So, the silver you know, lining you can't just get Rams. beat. Go ahead. That, that happens. The silver lining with the Rams is, you know, they were just off sync. Yeah. You know, so they, they yeah. totally beat themselves. And this happens again, like we're saying, it's this isn't the time to become the prisoner of the moment. Yeah, this isn't the time game. to freak out. You know, this isn't the time to say, you know, uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. Though, of course, you know, like Chris just said, they are definitely the media favorite. They solidified that, in my yeah. opinion. I, I've been a little more evangelized to that belief that they are, are definitely legit. I, I probably didn't give them as much credit as as they they deserve, and they definitely put that on display Thursday night. Um, but the funny thing is, is um, kind of maybe moving to yesterday, uh, the theme off of um, you know week one with the majority of the games was the amount of interceptions, uh, the turnovers were were just um, plaguing a lot of these. Uh, big teams again going back to Thursday's night's game with the Super Bowl champ defending champ Los Angeles Rams Stafford threw three picks and then cutting to the other Super Bowl uh, 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 Cincinnati Bengals you had Burroughs throw four interceptions and also fumble the ball once five turnovers uh, total obviously that's going to lead to you losing the game Mm -hmm. they somehow were able to still stick into that stick in that game and, 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 uh, you know, turn forced in overtime. Um, but that was, uh, it never felt watching that game. It never felt like they were, you know, completely in control and, uh, um, you know, uh, in charge of their own destiny. It felt like they got a a little bit of support from the officiating. I hate to be that guy and say that, but that's how it felt. 
Yeah, division rival. They're always going to play him tough. And But Cincinnati at home, coming off the Super Bowl, you would think they would have had a better showing and, and really established themselves as the head of that division. But they didn't look like they regressed a little bit. And uh, Pittsburgh was able to go in there and steal one. So it'll be interesting to see how everyone rebounds after this. You know, you would expect Stafford and Burrow, based on what they did last year, to, to come back and, and be better. But definitely a theme. There, there were several quarterbacks had multiple multiple picks, and some of them were those, those top echelon quarterbacks. You know, Burrow and Stafford we talked about, but you know, even Josh Allen, who is the uh, the media king right now. Right. You know, he had two. Right. Uh, Carr had Carr three. Had three for the Raiders. Without those three, you know, they probably would have won that game. Uh, Carson so, Wentz on brand. Wentz, yeah, he had two, but that's kind of expected with him. He did come back with four touchdowns, but the, the two picks, that's kind of expected from him. But, uh, yeah, so it, it, I guess you could chalk it up to week one. There's going to be that those timing issues. and um, The only way Carson, brand, uh, Carson Wentz could have been more on brand was if he also got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with like with some Good sort point. of season and ending Good injury. Point. Yeah, right. <laughs> that guy tends to be Mr. Glass, right? Yeah. I, I hope he does well this year uh, in Washington. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a Carson Wentz fan. I, I appreciate his effort. He's he's definitely, you know, gets in the game. But man, he's got that Mr. Glass, that Samuel L. Jackson uh, unbroken style. Like he's <laughs> which he, is kind of surprising because he's such a big guy. Exactly. Usually those big guys, they, you know, they'll get nicked here and there, but they seem to to still play through it, but he's he's had a bunch where he's had to be out for a while. Well, he's a big guy, but he's also a ginger. <laughs> they're more they're more brittle. <laughs> and then, of course, we had uh, Baker Mayfield. He had one interception today, uh, and, and he threw for six yards in the first quarter against his uh, uh, former Cleveland Browns. That was uh, with some of the comments that he was making. Uh, this was expected to be uh, quite the rivalry match or the um, revenge game right. that uh, Baker was going to you know, lay the smack down, and it, it didn't really work out that yeah, way, so did it? How sad is Cleveland feeling right now that they uh, spent all that money on Watson? They're laughing their <laughs> ass off right now, saying, yeah, Mayfield, we got rid of you, and we still beat you. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, I imagine, I, I can picture you know, somewhere out there a Deshaun Watson – laying on his stomach on a massage table and uh, oiled glistening body glistening with with baby oil and uh, uh getting his massage and he's saying lower lower could you go lower <laughs> that's it that's oh, the spot man. as he's watching baker mayfield uh do what uh, baker mayfield does <laughs> He, he was doing what he home. does, <laughs> getting that massage and watching Baker Mayfield do what he does, losing at home. <laughs> I was surprised they didn't pull Baker Mayfield after the first half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that would be embarrassing. Just, oh, we're, we're, we've seen enough. Could you imagine, though? Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're going to put Paul Baker. Uh, sorry, buddy. You're you're done. We're, we're bringing in Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, are we going to... Uh, to be fair to him, I, are we going to give him the the uh, second chance as well to say, "Hey, it's first week, new team, new system." Is he going to improve? I, I would hope he would improve, yeah. but yeah, not definitely not a good showing to lose your first game at home against your 
a team that just got rid of you and you got all the motivation in the world to have an amazing showing and you kind of wet the bed there. Yeah, and to his credit, I mean Cleveland Cleveland Browns defense isn't, you know, they're not they're no scrubs, you sure. know. Mm-hmm. Like so it, it was probably a little wishful thinking to think that he was just going to steamroll the Cleveland Browns just because they don't have their starting quarterback. I mean, you yeah. still have to play their defense. You True. still have to play Miles Garrett. You still have to, you know, uh, uh, handle your biz. Yeah, and to Mayfield's credit, he only had one pick. You know, he's not going out there throwing three and four like some of those other guys. But, but still, yeah, it's uh, tough to lose to the Browns after all the drama we've heard all offseason about what's going on there. Well, we know that we're here, you know, kind of uh, uh, crying in our beer because uh, me and Chris, of course, being Rams fans. But, Kevin, how about them Kansas City Chiefs? Tell the, me what was happening. What is up, guys? <laughs> the Chiefs. How, how awesome was that? Uh, they just put it on uh, Arizona like um, like we've seen Arizona before. But, you know, out of uh, – you know, out of – for Arizona's sake, I, I was expecting – you know them to come out a little bit stronger. Um, from what they, from what it seems like on paper, uh, they got a star-studded offense. Really, their wide receiver core. I mean, with the, you know, the, the miss of you know, uh, what's his face? Um, yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill. Oh no, 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 no I'm no. sorry. Uh, that they traded from Arizona, or they got rid of? Uh, oh, Hopkins. you're talking about Hopkins? Hopkins. Yeah. yeah, Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, the name just blanked on me. But he's suspended. Yeah, with yeah. him with him being out. That's true. When he comes back, I mean, they should be no, in a, they'll be I, a lot better, better position. Just, yeah, they'll be in a better position to win, but not necessarily against a team like the Chiefs because they steamrolled them. Um, I don't know. Do you think Hopkins makes that DeAndre Hopkins like makes that much of a difference? Watts on the off on the defensive side. Yeah, well, okay, but fair I'm, enough. I, you I, got I'm, Hollywood Brown. You got Hopkins. But I mean, I would still. agree with you. I mean, I don't think they're elite, but I think they're a lot better showing than uh, than the, what they put out there yesterday. Um, what was the final on the game? Um, 40, trying to look it up. 21. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a butt kicking. So one of our in, our in questions. Phoenix. Yeah, in our. Uh, prediction show if you haven't heard it go back and listen to it was how good is Mahomes that was one of the the questions because all these people have been talking about oh it's all been because of Tyreek Hill this whole time it's only one game so small sample size but Mahomes spread the ball around Mahomes and that Schuster connection Kelsey was yeah Kelsey and Schuster was was great so Mahomes was looking damn good through what four touchdowns one shy five five time five time it's looking like Mahomes is everything that he's uh been proven these these last few years and it's not all because of hill and sometimes less is more so maybe the subtraction of hill and the addition of some of those other young guys that they've got uh it's scary to say maybe it could make this team even better but one game that's kind of the, the theme so far it's just one game so we'll see what happens from here on out but very impressive showing for the chiefs uh, 44 on the road against what was a quality team. They were a playoff team last year. Remember, they were the team that was, what, 9-1? They were the number oh, one yeah. team in the league for the first 10 weeks. Yeah. And then they had their fall off. But to Kevin's point, Watt out, Hopkins out. Is it going to make that huge of a difference, 20 point, 23 points? Probably not, but you never know. So one game. Yeah. But Chiefs looked impressive. Mahomes definitely impressive. Andy Reid is always going to have that offense ready and, and ready to roll. And that's the thing. It's you know you got Andy Reid. Like the, yeah. that, that to me is is just such a huge deal. And uh, Kyler Murray, of course, um, I don't know that he looked like he was struggling per se, but you know perhaps lacking those options that a Hopkins would give him. 
but he, I, he was he was scrambling, man, and and yeah. and it seems like uh, head coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, maybe he needs a homework clause because <laughs> it just felt like they had no answer for the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. and and again to me that's the difference that Andy Reid brings you. He missed a lot of white white targets. Well, yeah, and uh, fair enough. I mean, and that's going to happen, and 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 so I, I still think Kyler Murray needs that homework clause. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe some agree. other members of that uh, organization need that too, uh, not just not just uh, Kyler Murray. So um, speaking of uh, Tyreek Hill, you think he he lived up to all the hype as well? He had a he had a pretty good day. Yeah, Miami beats New so. England. I mean, that's a big win for them in that in the same division. Uh, yeah. They you know might win that division. I agree, and but I I only hesitate because I I, I question New England's defense. I I, I don't. <laughs> I, again, we want to, because it's Belichick, we want to just say, you know, these guys are uh, elite. I don't think that they're as good as they used to be. Um, but I, all that said, I think Miami has improved dramatically from a personnel standpoint. So I would agree. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I, that's why I said I, I wasn't scratching them off my list, you know, for as far as making potentially making the playoffs or being a wild card. Uh, I don't know that they are my pick yet in that conference. But that said, I think that um, they, you know, obviously Buffalo Bills are are, are the the favorite. I, I think that they have a shot at, at at the wild card for sure. Yeah, I would agree. And looking at Tua's stat line, he's he's if he can be a game manager and not turn it over, then you know they're going to be in, in a lot of games. Nothing, none of his stats don't blow you away or anything. But he had one touchdown, no picks. Very high completion percentage. That's kind of his thing is he completes a lot of passes. He doesn't complete deep balls. So that's the one thing with Hill is, you know, he obviously is a huge deep threat, but that's not really going to be their bread and butter. So if they're able to kind of methodically march it down, not turn it over, then, you know, they'll they'll be a tough out. But I think Buffalo obviously is still way better, but they're going to be – Miami's better than New England. They're definitely better than the Jets. So that'll be interesting. I still I don't have any faith with in, in Tua as a NFL quarterback for yeah. 17 games. No, I, there, uh, there was one pass that uh, uh, was just like abysmal, um, you know, uh, that just just fell completely flat. And to me, like that, that's like that's what you get with Tua. Like you don't yeah. you don't know what you're gonna get play to play. Yeah. He's There's accurate. He can complete. He just does not have a big NFL arm with those speedsters. You need a guy that can put it downfield. I'm hopeful for I'm hopeful for all you uh, Miami fans out there. I really am. <laughs> I hope you guys can take care of Bills they, and yeah. put them away, and maybe grab that division. I think that'd be fun for a change. Could you imagine a Miami and Kansas City playoff game? That that would be great story. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see that for sure. I mean, uh, and uh, moving on to another uh, uh, match that was just a complete wash uh, was um, the uh, the showing of Matty Ice in Indianapolis uh, <laughs> taking on the uh, Houston Texans, and they 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 ended up with a twenty twenty handshake. Yeah. Um, but uh, still, nonetheless, uh, Matty uh, throwing three hundred fifty two yards that game, looking pretty good. Granted, he had the overtime to pack the stats but uh, i don't know what do you think about uh, indianapolis I, I i'm still liking them as far as where they are and where they are seated uh in their division well i gotta say you know indianapolis was was both of our picks for that division uh once i saw them tie houston i did want to change your heart back to tennessee uh-huh and then Tennessee goes and loses to the Giants, so I'm sticking <laughs> with Indianapolis because at least uh, at least Indianapolis is a half game up on Tennessee now. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Tannehill at really. At home, at home to the Giants. Tannehill didn't do anything. Tannehill yeah, was just, he was. I, Tannehill I, does what Tannehill does. Yeah. And like you just said, he didn't do anything. Right. And I know that a lot of people are going to get upset with that. And, you know, it's just that, that's what I man. see, you know, like it, you live by, die by Derrick Henry. And now that you got, you know, A.J. Brown balling in Philadelphia yeah, today, had like what, 150 weapon. yards or something receiving. Mm-hmm. That's a big miss. Julio yep. Jones, sorry. Julio Jones. <laughs> I was going to say Julio Jones ain't going to fill that role, but he's yeah, down in Tampa gone. Bay. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, they're but both gone. Yeah. Exactly. Like you, you don't have the wheels, or you don't have the the personnel to to you know have that. But even still, he had the point in bringing up Julio Jones is that he had those two guys last year, and it right. was still the same situation. Live by die by Derrick Henry. Just real yeah. quick with the Colts, Jonathan Taylor. He had 161 yards. Yeah, That's I like Taylor. It's a great showing. I mean, if they can, you know, run the ball and Matt Ryan can do what Ryan does, you know, they're good. That's why we picked them to win the division. Well, we're going <laughs> to uh, we're gonna get to we're going to get to the matchup uh, Monday night uh, tonight for um, uh, the Denver Broncos as uh, Russell Wilson returns to Seattle. But first, I wanted to just talk about the fact that we could very much have a winless NFC West. We had the Rams lose. The San Francisco 49ers lost to the Chicago Bears. Um, we had, of Big course, upset. the uh, uh, Phoenix Cardinals uh, getting stomped by uh, Kansas City, which was nice. It's nice to have other teams get stomped as well, yeah. though maybe yeah. not as admittedly as hard as the Rams did with the Buffalo Bills. We don't have, you know. <laughs> You know, but um, I, obviously, I, I think we'd probably all unanimously agree that we expect Russell Wilson to go in to Seattle and beat uh, the Seahawks. But who knows, right? Yeah. It, it would be kind of uh, interesting to have a winless NFC West. What does that mean, the power structure-wise, to the NFL? Yeah, is this the the fall of the NFC West? They were the best division for probably the last, I'd say, at least five years. Uh, for the last five years, they had a Super Bowl uh, team in the uh, from the NFC West in there. The Rams a couple times, San Francisco a couple times. Um, Arizona made the playoffs last year, so they were sending three teams to the playoffs for uh, a few years there. So it, I think everyone would kind of unanimously say now it's the AFC West is the division. But pretty crazy to have three teams in the playoffs, one of them a Super Bowl champ, go to week one, and they're all winless, which yeah. is the most likely scenario. Um, unless Seattle kind of shocks everybody and Denver really, uh, you know, speaking on those high picks, Wilson throws three, four picks or something like that. Um, I would be very surprised, but it looks like they're not going to be quite as good, but I would still think that the NFC West is one of the better divisions in the the league. Once we get a little bit deeper into the season, I think Frisco had a huge upset. Um, I, I don't think they should be losing to a caliber team like the bears. Um, I don't know what they're thinking with starting Trey Lance. Um, Trey Lance had 164 Lance, yards. Yeah. You know, he didn't throw four touchdowns through one pick. Didn't seem like he's missing open guys. I know he ran a little bit, but not a whole lot. Guys were talking about 54 yards. And, you know, D-Bill Samuel, their big playmaker that they, you know, signed an extension to, you know, he had, what, 52 yards in the game. So, I mean, th- these guys are just underperforming, and it might be just, you know, mismanaged. You know, I don't know why they're s- choosing to sit Garoppolo other than just a younger player, but um, I mean, losing to yeah. the Bears. Yeah, if you're a 49er fan, like, how would you feel about that? You got Garoppolo, who you went to the Super Bowl. You did lose. You go to the NFC Championship game last year. You did lose, but you're winning a lot of yeah. games. 
and they put in a rookie. And game one, you know, granted on the road, he is. Oh, well, he's not a rookie, but yeah, second year starting wise, right, he's, right. he's basically a rookie. And you go over there and you lose. Are you already like thinking, hey, let's put Garoppolo back in there? You're going to give him a few more games? Like as a San Francisco 49er fan, if I was one, I would. I would be not feeling too good right now about Yeah, that. I'd feel like the franchise doesn't have faith in Trey Lance to actually be the guy, hence them retaining Garoppolo. And I know what a lot of 49er fans are going to say, and probably rightly so to an extent, that you know, it was it was a mud bowl. The rain was, you know, piss pouring down. Um, yeah. You know, it, there was a lot of elements that they had to deal with. Of course, you know, you had Kittle, who was, uh, it remains injured with his groin. You, you know, so we weren't 100%, but still, I, what's, how, how does a second year quarterback not benefit from still sitting in the wings, learning the game, walking through the motions. I, I know that they want to develop him. I know that Shanahan wants to get him, you know, going. I get that. But like you said, it, not, it wasn't really broke, was it? Yeah, I mean, you, Garoppolo. you kind of just keep running it back. I mean, the 49ers lost to the Rams, who won the Super Bowl, but the 49ers already beat the Rams twice right. that year. So you would think that, and they had the lead in the fourth quarter of that game. You'd think They that should have won still, that game. Yeah, th- yeah, they probably should have. With that, whole that pick, one dude right? dropping that interception, yeah. So you got to think we're still the better team. Let's run it back and let's just go through it again, and we'll grind it out and win it this time. But uh, I see, still the, think the that organization they, they decided, hey, we drafted this guy. We we got to get him out there because we drafted him. So but. again, when it comes to the opening day, uh, week one, uh, you know, people are prisoners of the moment. Yeah. But we all have to collectively realize, and you two at home, that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. And I think that that Shanahan has that same mindset when it comes to his uh, second year quarterback. Uh, that you know, we're going to see what he can do at first. And if we like what's happening, we'll stick with him. Yeah. If not, we'll pull the plug. We'll let him continue to develop as we bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. That's then I get that. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, he didn't have a spectacular performance as well. You know, Justin Fields sucks. Yeah, 100, yeah. 121 throwing yards. You know, he did and throw he two touchdowns. They tried to hype but, the hell out of that kid you know, last that. year, and you know what? He ain't got it. Uh, I was never on that bad one. Montgomery too, David Montgomery. I mean, he's seventeen yards, guys. Seventeen yards. You know, last year I know that he was having some you know um, highlight games, but against the 49ers, I mean, that's not something that should beat you. And so, you know, the 49ers, they got to pull it back and they got to really reassess what they're doing. And um, obviously it's not working. This is what I love about NFL week one. It makes you re-second guess everything that you you thought. It makes you, uh, you know, freak out, be a prisoner of the moment. It makes you change your draft picks. It makes you do all chase, right. chase the previous Sunday. But we all know that uh, time will uh, tell what and how the power structure of the NFL uh, uh, will lie and what it really is. And so uh, what we're going to do now is invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your podcast material. Uh, and also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at side agenda, sideline agenda at sideline agenda. Uh, you know, let's uh, let's get off the uh, sideline and, and uh, into the field of play here. Um, so moving on, I want to talk about a little bit about tonight, Monday night football, the matchup that we uh, alluded to earlier between the Denver Broncos going into Seattle to take on 
Russell Wilson's former team, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And I, I wanted to cover this uh, article that I, I saw in the AP that was in essence talking about questioning the value of preseason. And um, some of you may or may not know that the head coach of the Denver Broncos um, does not play his starters for the preseason. So I wanted to re read this real quick with the AP writes that the Denver Broncos didn't circle their season opener on their calendar, even though it's Russell Wilson's homecoming at Seattle. Had they emphasized their $296 million man's return to the city where he spent a decade bringing the Seahawks their only Super Bowl title, the Broncos would have kept him on the sideline with their other starters in the preseason. This is what I have been doing the past three years, explained new Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett, who was schooled in the Siddham philosophy by Packers coach Matt LaFleur who copied that doctrine from Rams head coach Sean McVay, who's been doing it since 2018. McVay is 51 and 23, including seven and two in the playoffs since downplaying the preseason and keeping his starters sidelined until September. He's also the defending Super Bowl champion. The Packers held out Aaron Rodgers last summer and they were trounced 38 to three by the Saints in their opener but bounce back in their third consecutive 13-win season. As teams have de-emphasized preseason games in recent years, September has tended to be slipshod as star starters work out the wrinkles they used to iron out in August. I'm a little surprised that for a new quarterback and new group, they didn't get at least a series at some point, said Hall of Famer quarterback Troy Aikman. Aikman couldn't fathom heading into a season without taking a single snap in the preseason. I wouldn't have liked it, quite honestly, he said. I mean, I guess times change. Maybe if I was playing in today's game, I would feel differently, but I needed the work. I think that if the whole approach of training camp is to keep people healthy, then let's not have a preseason, Aikman said. Obviously, it's all about money. Things for it's all rather obviously it's all a money thing for the NFL. So I'm not someone who is in favor of decisions like that being made just for the bottom line. So I don't know what preseason is great for any. Uh, so I don't know that that preseason is great for anybody, quite honestly. Many teams use joint practices against preseason opponents as a better evaluator anyway. So maybe Wilson won't get to stick it to the team that granted him a divorce after his relationship with Pete Carroll soured in recent years. Anyway, the better reprisal would be helping the Broncos and a six-year playoff drought, regardless of how his homecoming game goes on Monday night. And so as we look to what used to be a 5-0 season opener, Sean McVay, who lost Thursday, Matt LaFleur and his Green Bay Packers lost today against the green, uh, excuse me, the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, and they lost 23 to seven. What do you think? What do you think about preseason? Is there a reason to even preseason anymore, especially what we've seen this weekend and what will potentially happen tonight? I don't think that the Denver Broncos are going to lose to Seattle, but as we know, uh, stranger things have happened this weekend. So is there, does, is there any real value in preseason? I don't know about you guys. I didn't watch preseason. I had it on uh, just because it kind of made me feel all warm inside. 
to watch that see that there was pro football on TV, but I wasn't watching it for the gameplay. No, you know, I mean, I was watching it to maybe familiarize myself with maybe some of the new potential faces, but I don't know. Like they, the NFL has obviously dropped one preseason game last year and went to a 17 regular season game. These teams, as mentioned in the article, they, practice they co-practice of course you know the rams famously were co-practicing with Bengals, where aaron Rodgers decided to wield two helmets as a, aaron donald, like a, like a or aaron donald excuse me <laughs> thank you for the correction you know uh, uh wield it like a you know some uh, uh battle torn warrior of uh, uh you know gladiator age um <laughs> They call that doing the Miles Garrett. Oh, yeah, that's right. A football Michelangelo out there. It was like a double Garrett because he had two helmets. (laughs) What was he thinking? Like, what is that? How do you get to that point where I'm just going to wield some helmets right now? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. What do you think? Is there value to preseason play? Obviously, it's 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 a way for coaching staff to analyze potential players, people to sign on. Yeah, I think that's it right there. Uh, so I think coaching is they're basically just looking at what they have as far as a talent pool. They see these guys go out there. These guys are out there fighting for a job. So if you're like Aaron Rodgers in a sense where you know you're a superstar, you know that you know you're what you're capable of, you know you have the starting position pretty much in your pocket until you leave the game. Um, it, there's really no incentive for you to go out there and perform or even potentially put yourself in a jeopardized situation where you could not you know or something a, a play happens and you know you're 40 what was he 42 years old something like that or four uh, years he's old like 38 39 yeah i don't i have to look Late that 30s. up but he's on the older end so if he gets smacked and you know it's career ending ending injury at that moment but i think that's what teams are doing now but they're jeopardizing and they're compromising their end goal so they're what they're doing is they're they're not getting snaps in they're not getting the fulfillment of playing against you know uh, competition on the other end and so if they're not getting that in and some teams are they in theory should have the upper hand but when they come out and they get a game that they're going to lose I mean that's counterproductive I mean because that's still a loss on your record and at the end of the season every single every single game counts so um, I think there's a good happy medium there that coaches and management need to consider it's not a just a a game to throw up in the air just for i mean to me like rhythm is such an important thing you look at for example the los angeles rams as you say it earlier kevin that they seem completely out of sync like it it looked like they had just started playing together (laughs) you know a lot of new faces a lot of new receivers, a lot of new people part of that team. I get it if you have certain individuals who are returning veterans, but at the same time, it's like a dress rehearsal. It's like, you know, coming down and not being prepared for a podcast where you're going to talk about sports and talk about, you know, NFL Sunday. It's going to be it's going to be a shitty show, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might think this is a shitty show, fair enough, but we at least, believe it or not, try to do some prep and try to do some work ahead of time. And, and to me, that's what preseason is really about. Um, and to, it was very apparent uh, watching the Rams, watching Green Bay. Yeah. I'll be very curious tonight to see Denver, especially with a new face, with, with a new quarterback who has his way of doing things. How, you can't replicate game day 
in practice. I mean, we all know this. Everybody knows this. Even even whether it was playing in high school or little league or whatever, it's like that's, game day is different from practice. That's an interesting point too, because when you look at the Seahawks, you know their quarterback position was up in the air. It's a question mark, right? So we have what Drew Locke comes from Missouri, and then you have Geno Smith. They're battling for this position. So you know they're getting snaps. You know they're getting you know, uh, practice on a live situation. So who knows? They might be a, a step or two ahead, and they might pull a win out. And how is, how is Drew Locke going to create like rapport with you know, Metcalf if he's if, – if, if like Metcalf and like, – I mean, obviously they throw together in practice. I get that. But, again, game day, different, different energy, different, different thing completely. Yeah, it's a preseason, it's it's almost like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Now, to McVeigh's credit, this is his first loss doing his not playing any starters in the preseason. Correct. But obviously they were way out of sync, and they should have gotten some reps. It, it looked like they should have at least played a quarter or played a half or, or something. Just get them out there because your big signing of the offseason, Allen Robinson, caught like one ball and had one other thrown to him, and that's just all timing being out of sync, not possibly not knowing all the plays. I mean, I, I hope he knows the plays by now, but just the the rapport with him and Stafford was clearly not there. Yeah, three picks. And even McVeigh said afterward, he's like, oh, I wish I would have got him more involved. So McVeigh wasn't calling plays at all in the preseason, so you got to think even he was a little rusty. So mm. you would like to see your starters right. go out there and at least get a run through. Uh, I think it would be interesting if instead of starting a game, throw all your starters in like in the fourth quarter or something so that they're in a situation and try to have them go execute in that situation. But to Kevin's point, you got all these people out there trying to earn a job. You got all these rookies, all these undrafted free agents. They're really playing their butt off to try and earn a job, and they're trying to make a name for themselves. And they come in there on Aaron Rodgers, or they come in there on Stafford, or they come in there on one of those receivers on a crossing route, and they take their head off and – now they're gone for the season. You know, it's you would have all your fan base and all the talking heads of the media saying, "What were you doing playing them in the preseason? It's preseason. It doesn't matter." So it's you're totally damned if you do and someone gets hurt. But if you come out there and you wet the bed like you did in the, the game one, you're like, "Why didn't you play any stars in the preseason?" So it's it's tough. Exactly. Um, your well, vets that have been there for a long time, you know, for the Rams, you've won the Super Bowl. They feel like they're they're already good. They're already ready to go, but clearly they weren't. And maybe you know, just the Bills were just that much better, and 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 all the hype is is where it should be, you know. Um, but you would think that if they at least got a half in, they they would have identified some things with their offensive line specifically because their offensive line was not good that they could have fixed going into Buffalo because they would have said, hey, we've got a need to uh, protect Stafford a little bit more because we didn't have a good showing with offensive line. And even in preseason, granted, it was backups, but their offensive line looked terrible. So, yeah, they're evaluating draft picks, evaluating those undrafted guys, but it seems like none of them play anyway, so why not get your starters a few reps at least? I have a question, though. Like, Would you allow your players to make that decision? That's a good question. Um yeah, because I could see somebody like an Aaron Rodgers or or what have you like, dude, been there, done that. I just don't know because I don't know that I would trust the players to make the right decision because the right decision isn't necessarily something that they can see from their vantage point. I would say no. If you're the head coach, your players do what you tell them to do. You're the coach. It's your program. And if you want to play them in the preseason, no. Right. I, I wouldn't let players run the show. 
But what if you had a squad that was returning and like most everybody was the same? The roster stayed the same. And yeah, so I think it's more case by case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely more case by case. If if you got a bunch of new guys, new receivers, new offensive linemen, you got to get them out there. Now, if you're returning 11 starters, then sure. I, I don't see a huge need to get them out there in preseason, but I still, I would say, I mean, at least throw them in there in the fourth quarter yeah. in a close game or something. Give them some situations so that they can at least, you know, get the blood flowing again, if you will. I agree with that. Listen, guys, if you're listening to this, tell Aaron Rodgers <laughs> next year <laughs> you need to be out there with your team. He's got a discount double check that uh, preseason. <laughs> well, I got a question for you. Uh, did Mahomes play in the preseason? He did. Yes. Yes. He had a couple snaps. Obviously, he wasn't playing full games, but he was out there. And let me yeah. throw a stat at you. So now, with Sunday's win against the Arizona Cardinals, the Chiefs are eight on an eight-game winning streak for week one. I don't know. Does Andy Reid know something that Hair Gel McVeigh doesn't? <laughs> I mean, Hair Gel McVeigh had the five and oh, yeah. now he's five and one. Yeah. Uh, and the other teams that had a bit of a win streak at three were the Raiders, eh, the Chargers. Oh, now they're four. Uh, the Saints, now they're four. And the Seattle Seahawks. This can't, the Saints really squeaked it out, though, but the Falcons do what they do and uh, gave, up a, gave up a lead. But the Seahawks. <laughs> They play their guys free preseason. It's true. Pete Carroll plays and his guys preseason. So this Seattle, is going to be really interesting to win in to see. Seattle. Yeah. So very interesting. And I am not as high on Denver as the media has been. I I don't think they're going to be as good as as uh, they're all chalked up to be. So maybe you should bet some money on Seattle. I'm going for <laughs> Seattle. Let's go What's Seattle. Let's no, no, prove no, our no, point. No. Prove Everybody. the point right now, Seattle. You win. You prove this point. It's rock solid. It's. Everyone go YOLO on Seattle right now. <laughs> Drop it all. We are not responsible and for not any financial, financial advice. advice. <laughs> What's the spread, though? I'm curious. What is the spread? Somebody look that up. I don't no, know. I, I think it's got to be Denver by, a, I would say, at least six. What was the spread on the Seattle-Denver game? The spread is six and a half points, I see, uh, for uh, – wow. is that for – For Denver. For Denver. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, it should be interesting to see because preseason, man, maybe there is a reason to preseason. Yeah. And maybe we are going to find out tonight we'll find as out. the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos take on his former team of the Seattle Seahawks. So that is going to be very interesting. Put your money on Seattle, apparently. And that's going to do it for <laughs> us here at Sideline the Agenda. We'd like to invite you to join our agenda, sideline the agenda, by joining our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your podcast goods, and uh, also uh, follow us on Twitter. You know, because uh, you know we got it going on. Uh, I'm Scott. That's Kevin. That's Chris. This is sideline the agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. <laughs> <laughs>